Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by The Religion of Aston Villa. We're a social media account on Twitter and Facebook that wants to get our voices out there and heard, so please join us. Hello guys and welcome to another episode. Today's episode is, unfortunately, the review from our Liverpool loss. Uh, obviously, no one likes to lose. No one likes to lose in the 92nd minute, but unfortunately, it is what it is. We do a podcast for every game. So, yeah, let's just get down to it. But before we start, I'm going to hand over to Brad and he will go through the poll um, results from when we asked you on the last podcast, would you send Ross Barkley back now? Uh, to save on wage and to maybe blood a few youngsters in. So I'll pass it over to Brad now and he will let us know. So, as you said, the uh, the review was, would you send Barkley back now immediately if you give him a chance? Uh, 77% said yes. Now, <laughs> the review, end, I mean, the podcast ended um, before kickoff because obviously people might be thinking, oh, that's obviously after the game, but it's not. So... Yeah. If it did, I could see that being probably about 97%, let alone 77%. So, yeah, I, I, I was quite shocked that I won by that margin. I still stick with by my answer. Even though he played <laughs> poor, again, against Liverpool and stuff, I still think he can give us something. But, again, I'm not going to get into it and I'm not going to waste time on Ross Barkley. But, yeah, I'm going to stick to my answer. But it's sort of, with the amount of people that vote, it does give you a bit of a broad sort of, indication what fans are thinking so for that many people for fans to say you can pretty much say that's the anonymous sort of amount of Villa fans in it so it's good to see where Villa fans are are at against issues like this because no one's really asking the questions do you want to keep Barkley or not um, so I'm glad we asked it I'm glad we got the answer just not my answer <laughs> yeah that is true um, the the, the... The poll I'm going to do today, obviously, at the end, is uh, an interesting one. Like I say, no one's really mentioned it that I've seen, so quite looking forward to seeing your answer on that. But before we get to that, uh, line-up, uh, what do you think when you saw it? Uh, I'm not going to lie, we pretty much called it. We said that Nikamban was needed um, as an extra defensive midfielder. We said that Samson might have been a bit lightweight for the game. Um, and we were right, let's be honest. Um, I mean, Trez got brought in as well, sorry, let's not forget that. And to be fair... He earned his place. So um, that wasn't a surprise because literally it's always a choice between Algarzi and Trezeguet, isn't it? Let's be honest, we're not blessed with wingers at the moment, hence why that's one of the main positions we need uh, next season. Um, and obviously not having Jack, it's made us really short on, on the wings. But uh, Trez earned, earned his place, so I'm not going to moan about that. Um, it was just a shame, obviously, he had to come off. But I'm not going to go into that yet because we're not talking about the game, but... The lineup in general is pretty much what we said, so I was happy with it. If I'm going to be honest, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, Sanson must have had a knock against Fulham, which is probably why he was left out, um, which obviously was confirmed after the game. Um, Nakamba, yeah, I loved, good to see him back. Um, a couple of things I'll say on a negative point. Well, one's a negative and one's kind of a given, really. Um, to say how well Barkley did against Liverpool. Um, to say he was left out of the 11 
when Sanson was injured. Obviously, Jack's injured. Um, you know, kind of shows you where he is, um, which kind of ties in with the pole a little bit. Um, that you know, he's just he's not needed really. Um, the one thing I will say that, like, on a negative point of view, is on the bench we had four defenders. Yeah, four I did. Defenders, I did notice. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I thought that's a bit shocking. I mean, I'd rather have a couple of the kids like on like that Bidance, which obviously. We know Chelsea has got injured, which we'll talk about, you know, from now on, I'd like to see him on the bench, you know, get a couple of the youngsters blooded, um, you know, because playing four defenders, it's just, it, it baffles me why we've done that. Um, you know, it's not really, I mean, I understand a little bit being Liverpool, you know, if you're going to hold a 1-0 lead or something, um, but still, yeah, four defenders just, just shows the lack of depth. We've... Um, going into the first half, uh, what's your thoughts? the first half um, KG Affair it was always going to be Liverpool were always going to try harder purely because they need I think obviously they've had a stupid amount of um, losses at Anfield and they're trying not to obviously have that record of how many they've lost um, yeah. obviously us scoring um Settled us down for half time. I think that changed our half team, half time talk. Um, but as a game plan went, they didn't really have that much. Martinez made I think two saves in the first half, but I didn't think for all the all the possession they had, they didn't really use it. Um, so at half time going in, obviously we scored, so I was happy with that. But even if it went in nil nil, I was quite happy. Yeah, I mean, really, there wasn't much talking about, as you said, for all the possession they had, there wasn't clinical, really. Yeah, Martinez made a couple of good saves and stuff. Um, but for all the possession they had, they weren't exactly brilliant. Um, you know, even though the stats do say they did, you know, really well with, like, 10 shots on target by the end of the game and stuff. But I was like, when? Where? Yeah. Um, but really, the only real talking point really was the offside um, for the for, of the Yotta. Which, if that was the other way, I'd be fuming. Uh, I know the rules are all, but I just think if you can get wounds and start doing progress's theory to see if it's offside and stuff, yeah, you just couldn't. The game's quite obviously. I'm glad it was offside, um, but yeah, from the other point of view, I'd have been fuming. And Ollie's goal literally come from nowhere. Um, it was just a good pass from McGinn. Good build-up play, and yeah, I thought the keeper could have should have done better, but I'm glad he didn't. Um, I will say. For the first half, he was Liverpool's best player. He was just, he was terrible. I'm not, I don't want to hold back, even as well as he did last week. And I said how good he was with the draw against Fulham and things. Yeah, for me, he was, he was, he was poor. Um, going to the second half, um, what, what was your thoughts on the second half? Was there any subs you'd have made? Um, and obviously, the, the two goals and the trays is the main real talking point. Um, just quickly go back to the VAR thing for Yotta offside. Everyone going nuts over it, saying, oh, I can't believe this, I can't believe that. I'm quite positive that Watkins had exactly the same one against West Ham, and we had to take yeah. it. Like So, when people yeah. go... Yeah. So, when people say, oh, you know, it was offside, we've had our, we've had our fair share. We so have, 100%. I get annoyed when people say, oh, it was lucky, but with VAR, it sounds bad. You have to be, it's... It's every time you got that VAR screen, you know, you're thinking to yourself, this can go either way now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah that's true. 
But yeah, I just wanted to say that because I'm sick of people saying that we um, sort of rode our luck with VAR when no, we've we've had our fair share of those rubbish decisions. Hundred percent. Um, but I'll go back into the second half now. Um, second half, um, obviously not the greatest of start. Um, conceding, we didn't push that much for a second, and it, to me, we we played better in the second half ish, but to me, we seemed happy with a one nil, and we we're hoping that we'd win at one nil. There didn't seem to be like safe Jack. Safe we had Jack, we wouldn't have just sort of carried on with the same tactic. We would have maybe pushed for a second one, but we didn't go for them because I think they were vulnerable at 1-0 because they're pushing more people up to equalise and stuff. And I just don't think we took advantage of it. Um, then obviously they um, got a you know a decent equaliser and a very hard-to-take last-minute goal. But again, I can't moan about last-minute goals. We've had our own fair share of them. It's one of them. It's football, isn't it? Everyone has the last-minute goal here and there. Unfortunately, you've just got to take it. But like you said, the whole Trezeguet injury was probably the worst thing to take out of the uh, game because how we played the other day. And he didn't play too bad against Liverpool, let's be honest. Um, it was just a shame that he got taken off. And obviously, there's rumours of um, how bad it is. We don't know for sure, but there's rumours from you know the Egyptian press that it was quite bad. Hopefully it's not as bad as they say, but it is what it is. It's we're just we seem to be extremely unlucky when it comes to um, injuries because if that's what they're saying, it is at ACL. That's three of them in two seasons. It's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, it was. I was very gutted after the game because I didn't think we deserved to lose. But people just got to look at the bigger picture, and it happens. It's football. Like if it was the other way, you you wouldn't have cared. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, it's a bit of pill to take, but it did take, it did take a while to get over, but I am over it now. But, um, yeah, I just didn't think the second half was what we should have done. We didn't carry on with high tempo and press and everything. We just looked like the world happy with the one nil. And then Ross coming on didn't obviously change the game as much as maybe Smith wanted to. In my opinion, I would have brought Ramsey on considering we're putting so much time and effort into it, maybe Ramsey could have done something because Liverpool would have known, not known how to handle him because he's a bit of an unknown quantity at the moment because he's still a youngster. Um, and we just didn't do that. But I can't sit here and say, yeah, it's fine. We deserve this. We deserve that. At the end of the day, we lost because he weren't good enough in the vital, air, in the vital air, air, areas. And I'm not saying Barkley's fault for the third, uh, second goal of theirs, but he obviously didn't help the issue, but it is what it is, and we move on. It's just really hard to talk about a game where we lost in the ninetieth minute. Um, yeah, for me, for the second half, like I said, is it, the the two goals can be rendered up. Just it was it it was just too easy for Liverpool. Like they had that much possession. Like I'm I'm pretty sure there was six Liverpool players in and around our box it was it was too easy for both goals to be fair okay Hernanford Trent was a good goal um, but it, it was coming just because of how easy they got through and I understand Barker come off Nakamba because Nakamba needed to come off for a run um, and it kind of he was kind of protecting the back four um, quite well I thought to be fair um, but off it kind of opened the floodgates a little bit which, um 
but it, it wasn't settling for a point um, because it was 1-1 at that point, I believe, um, when he come off and it showed that he wasn't settling, which was, you know, it's good to see that, you know, we're not going to just shut up shop. Um, but again, like I said, the biggest thing is obviously losing Trezeguet, um, which means we're down to Al Ghazi and Traorino, and which is gutting, um, really. And like you said about the Egyptian media, they're saying it could be 10 to 12 months, which is basically what he, well, I don't think he was at that long, but Wesley certainly has been. Um, and it's just, it's crazy what's happening. But like I said, that's the biggest talking point. Our season's not going to rely on us beating Liverpool. You know, it's just not. Um, I, I don't, uh, before the game, I don't think there was many Villa fans. Okay, we beat them 7-2, fine. But, you know, on a realistic <laughs> standpoint, no one's going to be too harsh and critical against losing to the likes of Liverpool. You know, they have got world-class players up and down the pitch. I mean, our three subs in Ramsey, El, um, sorry, uh, Ramsey, El Ghazi and Barkley come to eight million total. You know, one was alone, one's academy and one cost eight over £100. <laughs> There's a bit of a difference in depth. And obviously, them in a Champions League spot for so long years, it allows you to do that. You know, we're near that quality. So, you know, that that's the difference is depth. And I think that's what cost us. Um, but it is feet, but looking back now, you know, after the full 90, what's your opinion? What would you improve on? Or what weren't you happy with? Um, I was obviously unhappy because we didn't win. <laughs> as bad as it sounds, and as simple as it sounds, no one likes to concede a 90-second minute goal. Yeah. Um, we just didn't shut the game out. Um, I'm gutted about Trez. Like you said, we're down to two fit well, wingers, but Torre seemed to have a bit of a niggle as well last game against Liverpool. He was holding something. So it's time now for the youth to sort of help us out because we've got, um, like you said, that winger, is it Bidens, yeah. is it? He was saying. We've got him to, um, we've got him to uh, come in and hopefully he gets, uh, well, we've got no other wingers, so we have to look at him, but if big clubs were looking at this guy, I mean, Prusy Dortmund and all sorts were looking at him, so I don't understand why he won't be ready for the bench and to give him a go. Yeah. But but our depth now is incredibly low and it's going to be tested a lot. Um, and it's, unfortunately, it's the positions that we need to get Watkins to score that's suffering. And it was really good to see Watkins score. But now we've had... Trezeguet and Jack, we've only got Algarzi who's, you, you don't know which Algarzi will show up. And it's the same with Torre, you don't know what Torre is going to show up. So you're relying on two wingers that 50-50 will have a good game or a bad game. And that's not going to help us at all. Um, so these next six, seven games, I'm not going to say pivotal to our season, but we can't let the season slide away because we need these points to stop in the top 10. Yeah, um, from for me, looking back now, it was a lot of, to me. It, it, like I said, I, I wanted a drastic change to the formation. Obviously, I knew that weren't going to happen. But for me, the wing play just generally is just it's just not good enough for me. Um, so yeah, I, I just the wingers just didn't help. Obviously, you know, on a different day. 
and Konza could have done better from the back, you know, when he had the header and he, he got saved or missed opportunities, you know, different day, could have had two goals there. Um, but for me, looking at it now, like, obviously, we're going to do our play ratings shortly. Um, uh, for me, Traore was just the worst player on the pitch by miles and that was his worst performance. Obviously, I mean, I've, I've never been a massive, massive fan, as you as you know. Um, I was on the Ben Rama bandwagon, as I've said before. Um, but, Obviously, he plays in blue, so you've got to give him this. And... But I just think that was a very poor performance. You always think, like, for every bad touch, there's always going to be a good touch shortly after, and it just didn't happen. Um, but it was it just felt like a missed opportunity, and as mad as that stains being Liverpool, it's just if we were playing pre-Christmas, as we were, we'd have took advantage of a sloppy Liverpool. You know, it, we would have been deadly and clinical as we should have been. Um, but the one, the one thing that I will say that we just need to start turning these defeats. Right, okay, we beat Fulham. Like I said, our season's not going to rely on beating Liverpool. But we've took eight points from the last twenty-four. Now um, that's I know we've spent a lot of money, and I'm trying to give both tiles of the you know both sides of the coin here. We spent two hundred and fifty million, and it's a lot of money, and. I don't want to, I'm not on the Smith 8 bandwagon before anyone says I am. I'm not. I think he should stay and I think he should be here until he hits his ceiling. But I think we can agree eight points from 24 isn't the best. Um, and like I say, it's a bit of a weird season. So take that into account and COVID and all that. But luckily, a lot of team in and around us are losing. But now the one thing that I hate about that game is now Leeds have gone in top above us. <laughs> I hate Leeds so much, it's ridiculous, but that's the one thing I'm hating at the moment from that from that game. Um but we move on. Um player ratings. So uh, I've seen S7, sorry game, but you can see he did two goals. I can't give him any more than that. Um but again he did a really good job. It was just unfortunate, obviously, yeah, yeah. that they scored. Um but Martinez again showing how much of a great keeper he is. Um Mings and Conza. Conza yeah. probably an eight. Um, he was a lot more tidy than Mings. He made a mistake in the first half, I think it was, where he played around on the ball and it nearly let one of the Liverpool players in. I can't remember who it was now, but I remember him playing around with it. So he gets a seven. Um, Cash, again, seven and target seven. You can't give people more than that. People are forgetting we lost the match. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm pretty much exactly the same, but the entire back five or seven, nice and easy in bulk. Um, I didn't think anybody was amazing, but I don't think anybody was that bad. Ming's probably a little bit worse than anybody else, but he still did some good defensive work to kind of bring himself back up. Like you said, he was playing about on the ball, just like he did against Fulham. Um, but yeah, I, I can't give anybody more than a seven or less than a seven, really. Um, going to the midfield of Nakamba, Louise and McGinn. This was a hard one because I don't think they had... It wasn't the best game for them, don't get me wrong, but they just didn't get given much time to do anything or handle it. So McGinn probably didn't have his best game. Um, so you're looking at a seven for McGinn. Louise probably a seven again. Um, and the Campbell probably given eight. He seemed to be a lot more defensive and a lot more involved than the other two were. Yeah, I gave the Canberra seven. Um, I thought it protected very well. Um, I thought it was, I thought he did okay. To be fair, but like I said, he, he 
his work, his, his game is to help the back four defend. So, collect two in. Uh, can't give him higher. Uh, Louise gave a seven. I thought he was better than last week. Um, tracking, closing down especially. McGinn, see, I, I was tied here, but I've given him a six. It sounds harsh to say he got the assist, but yeah. for me, he was yeah. just lost for big parts of that game. Um, okay, he got the assist, but I, I, that was pretty much it for me. Um, let's go. Um, Trey's sorry, unfortunately, I don't like giving low things because it's not constructive, you know, giving players low ratings and stuff, but at the end of the day, We've got to be true to ourselves on this podcast, and there's no point saying, "Oh, yeah, we did good." I go give him a seven. No, Torre five. He didn't have his best of games, and that's putting it nicely. We know what he can do. He's a very good player. He just didn't show up, so he got a five. Because, like what you said earlier in the podcast, he gave the ball away a lot, and against Liverpool, you just don't do that. Um, Trez seven in a solid game. He was running around. He did a lot. Not. He didn't do an amazing amount, but he still did a lot more than Toro did. Um, he just weren't given much time. And Watkins, um, an eight, he scored the goal. Um, he might have got more if he had more service, but unfortunately he didn't. But I'm just really happy to see Watkins um, scoring on a consistent basis now. Uh, Trezor gave a six. Uh, I thought he had a lot of energy. Um Luckily, he did a stupid back heel, which was all offside goal. That's what started that. Um, he hit the bar, and I don't know how he managed that, but it is what it is. And obviously, the biggest talking point is him being out through his ACL, so hopefully he gets well soon. Um, walking to the middle, I gave him an eight. Man of the match, you can't really say. <laughs> you couldn't really knock him. Um, he was isolated for large parts of the game, but you know, took his goal well. But he did the defensive closing downside well as well. Um, you know, we've always seen so good on him. And Traore, I gave a three, which is the lowest I've given anybody this year. Only, as I said, I thought he was Liverpool's best player, and I stand by that. Um, it just felt six seconds ahead of his brain because he was some of the passes he was putting in was beautiful if he played for Liverpool because there was that, like the volley, like I can't remember, he did, but he tried to volley across the box and it went straight to like, uh, it went straight to one of their midfielders. And I was like, I don't even know who he's aiming at. I just looked and I was like, he's on the wing and he's he's trying to cross it across the pitch and it hit there. Like, I don't understand what he was trying. So yeah, it's my lowest I've ever give, uh, which was a three. That's how poor I thought, literally I thought it was down to 10 men with him on the pitch. It was unreal. Um, the subs, Barkley, El Ghazi and Ramsey. Um, Barkley, it was his time to shine. Um, good that he didn't take the advantage. And unfortunately, he's getting a five from me. You can tell he was trying to force an issue, but he's just lacking confidence. And everything he was trying to pull off just absolutely flapped. I'm sure, if I remember rightly, <laughs> there was like a one-on-one-esque sort of thing. And he could have squared it possibly, but he took it on himself. Yeah, which is a no for me. Uh, Al Ghazi, typical Al Ghazi and Trez sub, isn't it? He came on and he did five. He didn't really do anything. Not against him, but it was just out of the game. It was just didn't get into it quick enough. And Ramsey five as well. Um, again, not enough time. But in my opinion, we should have brought Davis on. But yeah, um, I it agree is with what it is, isn't it? The Davis side, I, I think, there's every Villa fan will agree with that. We should have gone four four two. Um, 
yeah, but you know, I'll give a five average, nothing to shout about. El Ghazi, five, um, which is still better than Traoré, you know, say less than that. And Barclay, literally, the only thing I'm going to say about it, Ian, is he, he, he was in our box, he went to clear it, and he put like he tried to leather the ball and he hit himself with the ball. I don't even know how you can make a current and hit yourself <laughs> with the ball for that. That's the five. Um, there you go. That's our uh, player ratings. Um, anything you want to add before we to the, the poll new question? No, <laughs> it's just people People may think with, that we've rushed this podcast, but it's really not. No one wants to talk about a game that we've lost in the 90-something minute. So that's why this podcast is quite quick compared to our last few, because no one wants to hear about how, about how we lost. So, uh, yeah, I just want the viewers, I mean, the listeners to realise why it's slightly quicker, this podcast is because uh, I don't like talking about us losing. No, me neither and 93rd is a hard pill to swallow by um, like you say, we are restricted, but hopefully our next podcast, which will be in the middle of the week uh, is a bit more and a bit more, a couple of funny things in that and gossip and things So, um, but before that, uh, the new week um, like I said, it's a bit different I've not seen anybody do it, so I thought, you know what I'm going to throw this in Obviously, we know Trez has done his ACL. So, for you, is Heaton or was it West? Obviously, he was our number one. He, you know, he got his injury. Then we ended up flapping about with what felt like about 12 different keepers. We obviously lost Wesley, which was our only real striker. And obviously, that meant the whole Borge and Baston and Samata era coming in. So, what was, what was the biggest... You know, loss last season, Heat and all Wesley. Um, oh, okay. Wesley. Yeah, purely because in the end, Pepe Reina did it for us. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, Pepe, Pepe Reina. The last few games, he, you know, his his experience helped us. Our option that for the forward to replace Wesley didn't do anything. Samata didn't do anything. The reason why we were so close in going down is because no one was scoring goals. And I think if we had a decent striker, even though we were towards the relegation, if we had a decent striker last season, we would have been nowhere near it. So I think Wesley was the biggest loss. Um, I'm going to go Heaton. Um, big fan of Heaton. When we signed him, I thought, you know what, that, that's just not going down. Literally just because of him. Um the sack, oh, yeah, it's the Wesley one. I understand the reason why I kind of got eaten is Wesley wasn't really at that game. He got injured against Burnley. That was he kind of looked like he was turning a corner. He was looked like because before that, I didn't felt like Wesley was offering enough. Um, but he and had very good games pretty much up until his injury. Um, and obviously, him getting injured kind of left us with a bit of a it, it was it was a big issue like I say it was like Wesley because obviously we started messing about with false number nines and Al Ghazi going up front and all sorts you know uh, but I just felt like the back four was it, it kind of affected the whole defensive unit losing our number one yeah for me I thought that was a big issue um bit kind of a bigger issue just because we we just the the errors that Rainer did and Nolan did and the, like the goal goal just to throw it in, you know could have easily gone the other way which in all fairness it should have done. Um, that wouldn't have happened under Heaton. Um, 
So as much as we were leaking goals, I think we were just leaking goals just as much. Like I said, I don't think there is a right and wrong answer on this one. Um, yeah, like I said, if we went down, then those have been the reasons why we've gone down. Is losing our number one and losing our number two. Um, and luckily we survived. Um, so, yeah, so I've gone heating for that. So it'll be quite lucky. I'm going to post the poll out, see what the answer is, and we'll do it for the Man City preview. No, I can see where you, I mean, I don't think either answer is wrong because I think both positions hurt us. I just think Pepperina experience came in at the right time. Yeah. And it helps yeah. us. Um, and then we, we needed a goal scorer. But I would have loved Tom Hewton to be fit last season. I think it would have been a massive boost. But even if Tom Hewton back, I still think we would have needed that forward up front. But um, yeah, I mean, we could... It'll be a shame if we don't see Tom Hewton back in the Villa shirt because he's, don't get me wrong, he's not going to beat Martinez, but it'll be good to see him in like when we have the cup runs or if Martinez is in international duty or something. Or, do you know what I mean? It'll be good to see him back in the Villa top because there's obviously a few rumours that he wants full time um, first team football. And I won't be mad if he does leave because he is the, at the age where he probably does want to play. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, literally, he is one of the best people. Uh, that that's my personal opinion, and is it's a shame really, um, because if he stayed fit all season, we I, we wouldn't have had Martinez. It's as simple as that, in my opinion. Martinez is a all-round yeah. keeper with his distribution and so on, but for shot stopping, he is just as good, in my opinion. Um, so it, yeah, like I say, it, it is a shame, but to have a number two, Martinez. I'm not worried at all in the slightest uh, for Heaton to come back in and fill that role, even if it ends up being, I touch wood, it doesn't happen. Um, it was a long-term one. Um, for Heaton to come in, no, like, no at all for me. Yeah, um, and obviously we've got Jed's, we've got Jed's there as well as number three. So I think finally we've got three keepers that we yeah. can rely on instead of having... Bloody see class class nation Noy and Nyland and all them lot. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Well, luckily, like Nolan's been let go now, which is yep. good. Klasnik, I, I, um Kalanick, sorry, is out on loan. I can't see him coming back. Sistia for me is a bit of a weird one because I've never rated it and I feel like I can get shot now in the face. Um but for me, I'll have a right to stay. Okay, the penalty shootout, he was the right decision. I think we could have had any other keeper in the world in and he wouldn't have done better than Steer. Um, but there was parts in the championship where he he, he caused a lot of goals, um, which might have changed the playoffs to automatic. Um, so I'm not saying it's the case, obviously, no one will know. Um, but I, I'm just not sold on Yed Steer. Apparently, he's a nice guy and he loves the club and all, and yada yada, which is great, which is good to hear. But for a keeper, Premier League, he just he just he doesn't do it for me. To be fair, I don't know about you. As a number three, yeah, he's he'll he'll do he'll do me. Behind Jack, he's the longest. He's the most longest serving Villa player at Villa at the moment. Just a bit of a stat oh. for you there. Showbiz. Yeah. <laughs> um, so people don't realise how long he's been at the club. He's had two major injuries at, at the club. Um. And that's kept him out of the picture quite a lot. He took his chance in the championship. He wasn't given a chance in the premiership, but 
I think it might have been too big for him. So as a number three keeper, if he fancies it, I I'm happy with him still because I still think he can be a backup. Not a not a problem. Not a problem at all. Yeah, for number three, it is what it is. Like I ain't got. A... I ain't a problem with it being number three. I'm not a problem with it. You could agree, mate. I won't have a problem with it. Because um, you're not really going to get much game. I'm not saying you're that bad. But, you know, you're not going to get much game time number three. Like, there's got to be a serious crisis for you, you know, for the third keeper to be the number one. So, yeah. Um, if you're number three and stay on, yeah, no problems. Um, you pretty much guarantee that we're going to have a goalkeeping <laughs> injury uh Thing now, are you? Literally, we're going to have training for Martinez and um, Hewitt have both been injured, and and I'm going to be like, "Well, this is funny, Brad. Uh, stairs <laughs> number one." So, don't wish that, mate. <laughs> Let's not even talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. All right. So, um, I think that's. I think that's it. I've, is that everything now? Right. Yeah. Up, is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, can you just remind the guys, because we've gone off course since you've said, can you just remind the guys about the question that you're yes, going to post mate, on just, Twitter? I've literally posted it um, already. Um, it's, uh, I asked, uh, basically, who was the biggest loss last season? Was it Heaton uh, or Wesley? Obviously, the question's kind of come just because, obviously, Trezor Gay doing his ACL, which is the third player in, what, eight, the season and a half. Um, so, yes. Wesley or he and, and as I'm looking, as I'm speaking, um, it's the the figures are jumping up and down, so it could be an interesting one. <laughs> Ooh, we have live footage <laughs> of the poll. Um, all right, awesome. Well, I hope everyone gets interactive on it and um, help us out because every time we use these polls, they're not just to have polls; they're actually for the podcasts. Um, so please interact with it and sort of help get uh, the answers that we need. Because uh, me and Brad can have our view, but it's always good to get a poll to see what the majority of the Villa fans think. Um, so that brings me on to, if you can, or if you already don't, please follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, that'd be really appreciated. So you can just follow us and hopefully get like the content that we throw out. Um, but for that, for now, we're going to leave the podcast there. As I said, we don't want to be talking about a, a loss for too long, but thank you for listening in. Uh, our next podcast will actually be something different because uh, we've got a few extra days until the uh, next game we play. And that's uh, Media Madness. So we're doing another Media Madness c- coming up for next week. So please keep an eye out for that. Brad's going to pick several stories that, that are that's in the press. And we're going to be speaking about them um, and giving our views um, to see what we think about it and stuff. So please tune in for that. But apart from that, thank you very much for spending the last just over half an hour listening to us. And we'll speak to all you soon. And thank you very much. Thanks, guys. See you again.